0: all right y'all welcome back to the backwoods life podcast i think i'm on episode 73 i'm trying to keep up larry you know when you get old you can't count anymore
1: i know all about it
0: <laughs> <laughs> i got my good buddy long time friend we've known each other i don't even know how many years now when you get old you can't count anymore just like i said this has been a long time, long, buddy. time. <laughs> <It's> long time <laughs> long 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 time <laughs> uh my buddy larry mccoy um Larry's kind of like me. He's been on both sides of the fence in the outdoor industry for uh, probably as long as I, at least 20 years. I mean, me and you both. um, On the marketing advertising side, on the television side, on the social media side now, on the YouTube side, with Respect the Game and Outdoor Group and and their umbrella brands. Um, Larry and I have worked together on just tons of stuff over the years. So I know you've been on here before, Larry, but
1: welcome back, buddy. Yeah thanks buddy. <laughs> yeah, we're finally connected.
0: <laughs> finally, finally. And this and this and for those of y'all listening or watching this, like this is a crazy time of the year for us in the hunting world because hunting seasons are pretty much over. There's a little bit of, you know, you can still go shoot hogs, maybe some snow geese and stuff like that in in February, but um as far as deer go, it's pretty well, I take that back. You can shoot them in Texas and stuff in Arkansas, I think stuff doing now, but they're losing yeah. antlers left and right. You know, right, right, Even ours here in Georgia, they're dropping antlers. So I don't even, I don't know. It's, it's wild. But, but between this time of the year is finishing ter- hunting season, plant or deer season, whatever, planning for turkey season, and trying to get all these trade shows out of
1: the way. That's a fact. Yep, the it, schedule it, is full. I do now. Start, let's talk about hunting for a second. Now there is a. I don't know whether the season's open or not, but I'm going to claim destruction of property. I got this gray squirrel. He's wreaking yes. havoc on the corner of my house right now. I'm gonna hunt him down, and we're gonna take care of it. He might end up in the crock pot.
0: <laughs> hey, man, squirrel and dumplings. I swear, I'm this, telling you,
1: I'm, I'm all about it.
0: I, I tell you, I tell everybody right now. They're like, oh, I'm not gonna eat a tree rat. I'm like, have you ever had one? No. Well,
1: don't knock it till you try it. Squirrel ain't bad. No, it's not. I didn't get this fabulous body by not eating, I can tell you that. So there you go. <laughs> so, Open invitations
0: on the food side right. here. You fry some good. squirrel legs. I'm telling you, it'll change your life.
1: Yeah. But yeah,
0: squirrel season is still in here in Georgia until the end of February too. So, yeah. I mean, we could go do that. I had, I had 15 turkeys in my yard this morning. Oh, so, did you? Yeah, there's six jakes and some hens, but I'm like, hey, <laughs> watch it. Yeah, exactly you better watch it, better watch it. yeah no, I, no, i'm not gonna say i'd kill one out of season but if he comes and attacks me in my driveway i mean yeah exactly you, you, defend defend, myself.
1: you got to defend yourself I,
0: my the wife was just checking the mail and here he comes so
1: there yeah, we go i'm protecting my wife
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man but um yeah man Larry Larry I, well i know we we talk often but um i want to Pat you guys on the back for real for um just rolling YouTube this year, man. Are like, we y'all up to like three hundred thousand subscribers now? Or yeah, three
1: hundred eighteen thousand, I think. And it just kind of it just kind of turned on, you know, with the shorts and Paul Paul Biggs and Ryan. Uh, you know, part of the show we just you know they uh, they poured the gas on, and we were just going through content after content and and uh, just resurfacing stuff and. And, and a lot of stuff, you know, had never been seen, you know, you get into the groove of production season for the show and, you know, you're used to looking at that footage that's on the show. And when you start going through the whole gamut of what was filmed and captured on this trip or that trip that a lot of people don't see, well, that honestly, that's a lot of stuff that, that that's on our YouTube. So, uh, and it's, it's been received really well. And we're, we're definitely blessed for it to blow up like it, like it has. And uh, it's been a fun ride. That's for sure. We're going to keep, we're going to keep, Trucking because you know, no matter what platform on social media, I'm telling you what, you can hit a wall, (laughs) you can hit a wall and feel like very, very easy, man. (laughs) Like, Uh, Like you ain't doing uh, anything right.
0: And, and, you know, I mean, every social media platform and in this industry we're in, we've got to hustle and we've got to get as many eyeballs for our content. And that's exactly how we do it. If we work social really hard on top of, you know, making the video production side and rolling out on network and linear sides and digital mm-hmm. side streaming everything we can. And for those of y'all watching and listen, respect the game. TV is is Larry, Paul, and Ryan's baby over there. Those guys do a great job. There's some of the most, I, I ain't gonna lie, man, some of the best bow hunting footage out there. Um. anyway y'all check it out especially on their YouTube because they got tons of great content over there but um, I will say you've got to work each system differently you got all these obstacles you get red flags on stuff we post all the time you get antis coming out and that's the thing I've noticed on YouTube if you're really doing YouTube right because because we got lucky this year we hit a good stride I mean I'm kind of following y'all's lead I was like hey let's let's see what you guys are doing and let's run with some of that stuff too and um, you know, we're at 100, and I think around 150 now. Um, mm-hmm. but with that being said, if when you start striding right on YouTube, the antis are everywhere.
1: Oh, they are everywhere. Uh, I mean, you could go through some of the videos and look at the comments on there. And, um, uh, I mean, part of me wants to really respond, but but <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no. Nah. oh my, it's like, it's like. <laughs> So, some of mm-hmm. them will be like um, like I like I, I try to title stuff
0: where it's gonna make people watch. You know, I, I mean, yeah. I do stuff like like best bow shot ever. Right. It, knowing right. out, all it is is a really good shot. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. we ten we ten ring a dough, but we call it the best bow shot ever right. just to get people to look at it and see if they think it's that really good. And it's a good shot and all, but people will be like, uh, you know, dime a dozen on YouTube, and I'm like, yeah, just like your comment. You know, I want I fire right. back exactly. right. <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but some of them are like i hope you burn and die just like this deer with a shot (laughs) to your head i'm like well okay thank you report that's that you just got flagged flagged for threatening
1: somebody good good job there some of the best ones yeah some of the best ones are i get a kick out of like a bow shot and literally you watch you know you watch a deer run off 40 yards and just you know somersault just or fall Mm -hmm. over horrible shot it's like i know it's so bad he died (laughs) You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, right? <laughs> it's like, it's somebody died.
0: Um, um, and, and and I segue into that to uh, get it, get kind of into the meat and potatoes here with this podcast for a minute. Um, Cause I, like I told you before we started recording it, I'm just gonna, I got some topics from YouTube, so I'm just going to spitball a couple of these out there and we'll go we'll around with them. This, what we're talking about is the number one on my topic list. It says, let's talk about jealousy slash little man syndrome slash self-proclaimed shooting experts or whatever it is that causes some post idiotic some to post idiotic comments on deer video clips with perfectly lethal shot placement that's exactly <laughs> what we're talking about
1: right there yeah right uh, we, I mean, we've seen it. that that's a great topic because i just can't explain it you know it's like you 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 just watched it you watched and you know that okay most of them, what I've seen, it's been on a quarter inch shot or something where, you know, you intend to hit the animal back because you're looking through the animal. If you get an exit, you want it to exit behind the front shoulder or, or go through his vitals at some point. But so if you enter an animal back rib and it comes out right behind the shoulder, everybody, think, you know, I mean, that they, they come out like other woodwork. It's like horrible shot, horrible <laughs> shot. Like, yeah, I mean, he, literally he's laying there dead. You know, yeah, we watched
0: him fall. Like what, what do you want me to do? You know? And, and that's like, like you you and I were talking the other day and, and I, I shot a buck um, earlier this past deer season and he was quartering to me just a little bit. Um, and I, and there's a few people like, oh, you're quartering or whatever. I mean, the deer went 80 yards and I watched him fall over, but people don't understand the the equipment nowadays too. Like that's got a lot to do with why we make the shots and at the angles that we're confident in, because like with the torch broadhead, because yeah, I know we, we both talked about that the other day with slick trick torches. Like, there's such a big, heavy hitting broadhead with a two inch cut in diameter. I mean, they're gonna punch a hole in and out, and mm-hmm. and, and like one hater on the videos that I posted, uh, I, I sent it to you guys and 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 uh, slick trick posted it on their Instagram mm-hmm. and stuff was that doe I shot, you know, a couple a uh, few weeks ago, whatever in January, um, that. Like it's the shish kebab, the deer is what I call it. Like my air, my arrows are, you know, 33, 34 inch arrows. And a deer's (laughs) body is only like 18, 20 inches wide. so there There's like arrows sticking out both sides of the deer blood just flying out. And then people
1: are like, well, you didn't get a pass through. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) people can look at that differently. I mean, I'm just saying pass through to me. If I got an exit hole, that's good enough for me. Cause, uh, and that specifically, it's like, even if you don't, because the blades lock open on that broadhead. So every move that animal makes, you're cutting something, you know? And so it's, I mean, it, it is definitely lethal as they come.
0: And as, and as us as bow hunters, like you said, we're, we're taking shots at those, especially that quarter and away angle. We're trying to hit that other shoulder. That's right. like our goal. If you go in one side and you hit the shoulder on the other side, whether it passes through or not, you just crush that one like that. Yeah, exactly. They can't they can't live long yeah. with that. They can't corner. take
1: it. They can't yeah. take it. One hundred percent. I think I uh, one of my uh, we were joking around and I I commented on a post. It was I think it was one T Bone posted or whatever. I commented on there because everybody was getting on him about a shot. It was a quarter two shot and and I mean literally just summers. You're just somersaults, you know. To do as well. And I just put uh, everybody on there and I just put dead is dead. You know, dead is dead. dead. And T-Bone, yeah, T-Bone responded, Larry Max got the the best broadhead slogan ever. I'm like, I'm trademarking it. (laughs) Do it, it. copyright right now.
0: Dead is dead. 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 And that's a fact. Like, that's the thing. Like, uh, I posted a video that we shot actually with our friends, Bonnie and Mike, who are legends of the fallout in Texas. My wife, Beth goes out there with me and she was rifle hunting and she shot a buck. And, um, you know, in the food plot. You know exactly where the food plot's at. Mm-hmm. She shot a buck there. And, I mean, it, you, it, it's crazy what our camera gear can do now. That's what I'm going to say with that. Because it, it's what you see, even in the video, is not what your brain is trying to right. tell you is happening. Uh-huh. So, when she shoots this deer, and deer's like 50 yards. Shoots him with a 6.5 six Creedmoor. And you can see the reflection of the sun on the bullet. Like, that's how awesome these camera lenses are now so you can see the, the sun reflecting on that copper bullet you can see the bullet go in the deer but what happens is you have a point of impact which is she was perfect right through the shoulder but you see like almost like dust and fur wrinkle forward towards the deer's neck on the shot and it happens so fast like even in slow motion you can see it but it's still really fast um and people are like oh you shot that one through the neck Oh, you, you know that was a bad. You got lucky. You ruined meat. That's what ruined the meat. Right? Do you really think when I'm trying to shoot a buck, i I, I mean, yes, meat is the byproduct of that. But that, trust me, if I shoot one through the shoulders or I shoot one in the neck, there's a bunch of meat to the south end yeah. of that, deer <laughs> exactly. that I can get yeah. off of that thing. You know? Yeah. 100%. Uh, but, but, yeah, stuff like that. But but my point with that video is she shoots this deer. He jumps up, rears up in the air, hits the ground, goes like one leap buries his antler in the ground and does a somersault falls over hmm. He's digging turnips as old kip would say on that thing yeah <laughs> and just dirt and crap goes flying everywhere and the deer lays dead as a hammer like done and and dude the hate. i mean it got like tons and tons of hundreds of thousands of views on social media but everybody's like well you you know just you wasted me you didn't hit where you
1: was aiming well, who cares you just watched yeah. the fit
0: deer die within 10
1: yards exactly. first of all it? yeah and that's what I want. To, I mean, one thing I want to know, I'm like, man, we're all human. The thing is too, is there's, there's instances where we've been out and yeah, we, you know, we hit a deer bad, you know, and it's not like we meant to, you know, right. it's, like, it's not like we meant to, it's like, right. it happens. but that's one thing that people ask me to, as it pertains to broadheads and the same, no different than like best experience. It's not like even if she would hit it in the neck, if he died, he died, you know, right, right. there. I mean, That's just the way it is. It's not like maybe that's not where she was aiming and something. I mean, we're all human. So, but defining a broadhead to me is like to help kind of, it's almost like an insurance policy. Yeah. You know, because I know that I could shoot a bow decently well. I know that I'm confident with my equipment, but things happen. And for when those things happen, I want a broadhead that can help cover my butt when they do. And that's I think we were talking before, and that's what I was talking to you about the torch. I said that's because the blades lock open for rear deploy broadhead. When it's in that cavity, it's always cutting. I've seen some pretty bad shots with that, uh, just being in camps and let people shoot them, and, and the deer die, uh, you know, because it's gotten into the cavity and 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 die pretty darn quick. So that's kind of how I define a broadhead. I mean, they've, they they got to fly good, and if they can kind of help help uh, me for correct some of my mistakes uh and the animal still die that's a heck of a lot better than one running out there freaking you know wounded so
0: well you hit the nail on the head i mean the first thing i want to say on that is like we don't we don't try to make bad shots like you don't want to give up the give up the walk-off home run to lose the world series but it right. does happen right i mean right. you didn't exactly. do it on purpose so we're not trying right. you know i i didn't try to miss that deer six inches back i mean you hit a limb you, you're torquing in the stand i mean there's all kind of scenarios that you you're just trying to you, you get caught in situations you're just trying to be reactive and let your training do the best you can um but like you said though having a broadhead that was like a big two inch cut in diameter you miss an inch or two to the right or to the left, and you still have an inch cut on both sides of that point of impact.
1: Mm-hmm. That right.
0: still get, like you said, it helps you out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, and, and this is what people don't understand. I mean, it's all about your equipment more than anything. And having a forgiving bow is one thing that I learned the hard way through years mm-hmm. of bow hunting is like, what, what's the old saying? uh, a slow kill is better than a fast miss, you know? I yep. mean, just, just, just talking <laughs> about speed of the bows and all that kind of stuff and, and energy kills. And, I mean, there's all kind of stuff out there. We could go down to the bow hunting pigeonhole with, with those things. But it's really the shooter being confident in their equipment but also having equipment that allows you to be human, you know? And rifles the same way. I mean, if you're sitting there with a rifle with a 10-pound trigger pull, you're probably not going to be as accurate as one of us sitting over here with a one-pound trigger pull. I right. mean, it's just your equipment makes you better or worse. Like yep. Tiger Woods could go beat Tiger Woods could go beat me at golf with a boat paddle. I mean, he's got the yeah. skills. But at the end of the day, if I can get really good clubs and he's got to use a boat paddle, I'm gonna catch up with him a little bit.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. But. So I don't know. I don't know. I could uh, shoot. He could probably beat me without a paddle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'd probably be looking for a paddle to just go get my balls out of the water. Yeah, right, exactly. Oh man. All right. We're gonna shift gears. I'm gonna throw another topic out there. This is just totally okay. random, bro. Okay. Wrestling and how great it used
1: to be. Man, hey, that's that's a true statement. That's a true was, statement. It was kind of, wasn't it wrestling back then? It was wrestling, but man, you had a, you had a hacksaw Jim Duggan. You had Randy. This is Randy Macho Man. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It had had the
0: American Dream, Dusty yeah, Rhodes. I mean. Yeah. Rick oh, yeah. Flair. I mean, like, th- that's back when, like, now, don't get me wrong, these guys are – I'm not saying the guys back then were, weren't athletes because you had to be a tough dude to do right. this at any point in, in, in time. But back then, it was more about being able to execute but be in the personality, like being right. over the top with it. And now, like, these guys are physical specimens that are out yeah. there, you know. But, <laughs> right. And they still got to have the, the personality and the character, you know, to do these things. But I mean, it seems like back when we were younger, man, it was just you had like six or eight just heavy hitters that like that's why you're watching. And now there's a it's a bigger thing, right? It's a broader. You know, and I don't watch wrestling hardly at all anymore. But I do, I do see stuff that comes through Instagram and all that. And I saw, I still like, uh, well, in college, um, in the early 2000s when I was, you know, in college finishing up college, um, I think that's right. Crap, I don't know. I'm so old, I don't even remember when that was. <laughs> But, man, we would literally have, like, that was back when you had, uh what was it, WWE and uh, – WWF. Was, yeah, there were two different ones, right? Yeah. W-C-W-F, WCW, I think it was W-C-W. WCW, yeah. Because two yeah. different ones before they, before they joined up. And, dude, we would have Monday night Nitro parties yeah. at our house in college, and then we'd have whatever the, the other one was, like Thursday nights or something. And, dude, I mean, we'd have, like, 40 guys in our old duplex just – Watching freaking wrestling, I yeah. mean, just dumb stuff. But I mean, dude, it was so much fun. And and I remember, you know, having like the Rock when the Rock first came out. Mm-hmm. And I was watching a video on Instagram the other day, and because the Rock's still around, man, like, dude's fifty whatever, man, it's yeah. still just a <laughs> yeah. beast, right? So, but yeah, you know, they they were they were showing reactions the other day. He, he's doing some. Uh, WrestleMania thing now, you know, th- this year, and like they, they, you know, everything went silent. And you had, can you smell <laughs> the rockets? And then it right. comes out, man, and the whole place goes crazy. And yeah, yeah. he's a mainstream celebrity now on a right. tangent out there, far as they go, but uh, as far as popularity. But I mean, you still got this dude that I remember the first time he was on wrestling, we started watching it, comes out, nobody knew who he was, but he had that. Can you smell it? And you yeah. like, oh, hey, man, this guy's going. You know, all right. And then here we are, man. Back, you know, back when uh, what was it? Stone Cold. Yeah. Stone Cold Steel Man. Austin three sixteen. Yeah. Exactly. And dude, yeah. whenever he, I was watching a thing about him on A and E. And when he came out with that, like when he, that's that's when it, that's when he just took off. When he yeah. did Austin three sixteen, it called yeah. Stone Cold says so. Like ticket yeah. sales. Where did this thumbs down go on my screen? Did you do that, Larry?
1: <laughs> There's there a, a bubble. What was that about? They said, you out. I mean, me, me you're know the only ones here. Ah. Well, I'll tell you know, what, there was one wrestler, though. It made me want to get up and headbut- headbutt some folks every time I saw him. The Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> oh, get, yeah. he running down there, and I'd be like, go <laughs> get up in the living room. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. That, and that dude, like, till to this day, like, when I go hunt with Brantley Gilbert, Every mm-hmm. time he's like, "Dude, if we're put face paint on today, I'm Ultimate Warrior." Like yeah.
1: that's his go-to. He's like, "I'm painting
0: up Ultimate." I was like, "Dude, you paint all you want to. I ain't wearing crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But man, I don't know. This stuff like that just brings back memories of you know good times and stuff. And nowadays, it seems like you know we get caught up working too much and we don't remember. You have to trigger yeah. those good time memories. You know, like heck, Kevin and I was uh, we were somewhere the other day. I think it was ATA show. And we were talking to a guy that we'd actually hunted with a long time ago. And I, I mean, I remembered it, but I didn't remember it. And then he was like, yeah, man, you remember weed, da, 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 And I was like, oh, dude, <laughs> what, 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 how did I forget this stuff? You know, I mean, I, it's pretty bad when, you, I guess you, you, I can still remember all my deer and turkeys in here. You can come point one out and I can tell you the story about that, but like remember like remember that time me and you went turkey hunting together
1: right <laughs> exactly we were, right.
0: remember that remember like some of those but there's some stuff in there that's just like gray now i don't know what to do <laughs> about it
1: yeah i Ain't don't no know doubt.
0: dude it's a mess well ron
1: strowman was at the uh or whatever that strowman uh he was at the ata uh wW wwe or f whatever it is now wrestler i mean yeah. he was at the ata show ron strowman or whatever he's I mean, I'm talking a giant. He I is think a I giant human being.
0: That.
1: Yeah, oh, I, I, I we
0: we could have tag teamed and got him. I think, Larry. I mean,
1: before. I was thinking, I was thinking about it. I was, I, I put I was him like in a broken
0: neck, broke neck yeah. chicken wing. Yeah, make him,
1: make him shut him yeah. down, you know. Oh yeah, shoot! I I shot in for a single leg and freaking oh. boom, the whole place would have shook when he hit the ground.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Oh memories, man, memories. Let's see if there's yep. anything else on here. Uh, some of these things are kind of long, and I don't really want to get too much more long-winded on that. But um, let's see. Overkilling does. What, do you think it's possible to overkill does? Let's just we'll we'll, we'll throw that one out there now. We'll wind it down after that.
1: Um, I mean, I guess it depends on the property. You know, I mean, yeah. I do think that if if your deer density is Limited, yeah, I do think you can, but uh, anymore, I mean, you gotta know the property and the property around you, uh, to be able yeah. to be able to set a quota on on how many does you thinks you know, uh, healthy to sh- you know shoot, I guess for the for herd health in it, but it's hard to find a place to hunt that I feel like anyway where they're not going to replenish ourselves, yeah, uh, you know, naturally, you know, mother nature. I mean, crap. When I was growing up, younger, I mean, I mean, shit, I couldn't kill nothing, nothing. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and, and, and see, I grew up in the flip side because on, like, on yeah. my family farm, we didn't shoot does for a long time because you didn't see many deer. Like, mm-hmm. I went the first time I went, yeah. I went there, sat in a deer stand. I was fifteen years old and I saw three does. Yeah. Like, Man, like that, like I saw some. That
1: deer. was something, right? And,
0: and now, bro, it's like you can see three. Do you have to get three out of the way to get in the yeah. stand to see right. a dozen? You know and um yeah it's probably a little bit of our own fault because we we do take some but um it's a hard it's hard to find the right number you know really um and i'm a fan i mean i like to shoot does two different ways i like long range stuff with my rifle or i like to bow hunt them that's Mm -hmm. my two i don't really want to walk out there and just shoot a doe at 100 yards with my rifle i'd rather let's get her to 20 let me shoot her with my bow or let me shoot her at 500 with my rifle and that's
1: just me. Yeah. I just, you know. Um, so, yeah. So, be- to take that to the next step, we actually had some, I had a conversation with a couple other wildlife biologists and stuff talking about what does do you shoot? Do you shoot the big doe or do you shoot the young doe? Uh, and it's it's interesting to hear everybody talk about it. I mean, a lot of uh, the wildlife biologists side of it, it's like, I'm going to shoot the young doe the reason for that is because the big doe has a better chance of yielding a healthier fawn the following year for, uh, because the percentage of those does actually dying, you know, there's a, a higher percentage of them living than, than there's a, of them dying with that. Mm-hmm. If a young doe gets bred are they haven't matured enough to be the mother that they, they would be the following year, yeah. you know? So, so therefore you're advancing your herd, and then the other one, other people are like, I'm gonna shoot the big doe. You know, because there's more meat more on meat. It. Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> yeah.
0: My my philosophy on does, especially in Georgia, because we can hunt over feeders. Mm-hmm. I never shoot the first ones that come in. Yeah. Like the ones that, that come in and they go straight either straight out in the food plot and don't even look around. They just start eating. Or if they go to the feeder after it goes off, you know, and just go in there and they're the first ones. I never shoot any of them. I wait on that one that comes out there like she's on crack. And I'm like, mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the one. She's gotta go. Cause I look yep. at them, the first does that come out there, most of them will have yearlings with them or the yearlings will come out first, you know, and the big day will come out there. But that's my training though. Like she's got these yep. yearlings, like she's going to train generations of does and, and button bucks to come and do like do the script on the hunting side for me. Keep that food plot with some deer in it. Keep them bucks coming out there. I want the one that's going to come out there and ruin the whole thing. Cause then yep. I, I, that's the one that <laughs> she's sure. going to go. I don't give a crap if she's a year old, two years old or 10 years old. When, uh, when she she blows she goes i
1: mean that's just yeah fact. that's the one I, and that's to I mean, no, they're harder to kill for sure they they are and the other part of it too is i mean that brings up a good point for for people that that their first year farm they're hunting a farm and, and the deer hunting could be tough well you got to think okay you've got those yearlings that if they live the more you're on that farm the more condition they get to you so therefore they're getting more to, and then that, you know, every year it starts to get a little bit better because the deer get more conditioned to the activity on the farm. And I feel like that's when a lot of this land management stuff is good to have the food and good to have all that. But I do think that to have a good piece of property is knowing how the deer utilize your farm, knowing what's around your farm. And also letting that, that young group of deer, grow to maturity on your property, you know, while you're there. Cause every year you're going to start seeing it get better and better and better because that's all those young deer know. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, w- whenever they're born there and they're seeing, they hearing you on you on the tractor and they're not running out of the country, you're going to, the next year, you're probably going to see more deer not get so boogered up. They may look, you know, mm-hmm. be super nervous that first year, but the next year, they're, they're not quite as much as because a lot of times that's all those young deer know they're, they're used to it. They're conditioned to it.
0: You're right. And I, I see it now. Like some of our, like we've had our property for like five or six years now and uh, not my family farm, but our lease. And we can go in there and we can put feed in feeders, especially like two or three in the afternoon. And by an hour after we leave or less, there's usually deer does coming yeah. in there to, to eat. They, they yeah. hear us, they've conditioned to say, Hey, look, they're in there probably putting something out and then they come in there and feed and, and, and don't run. They're, they're not going to do that when you go hunting. Like they're mm-hmm. not just, you're not going to just go walk in the stand and, you know they're just going to come walking right out there because they heard you come in there or something but i mean you still got to hunt them and they're they're deer to the core but um it does hold them there better like you said when you're not driving in there and they're running for 500 600 yards to get away from you they're just kind of listening laying low they know you're not going to mess with them then you leave Mm -hmm. and they come out they get a lot more
1: tolerant they will get a lot more tolerant of of the activity going on the farm and stuff so so where a lot of places you go and it's like, man, I just blew the farm up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and the longer that's good. it's like, no, a lot of times you didn't. Maybe you go hunt a different set or whatever, but you didn't blow the farm up. You're still going to yeah. move around
0: Yeah. So anyway, I, we hit the nail on the head with that one is, it's all subjective to your property. It's how your deer act. Um, can you overshoot them? I believe you can overshoot them, but it's not really overshooting. Them, it's just over pressure. And yep. if you overpress your does, your bucks are going to react to that. And, uh, you know, it could cause problems on your property. So just you just got to sure. be smart. You got to be selective on your harvest, just like you do with your bucks. Manage for trophy right. does. That's the way to do it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yep, for sure.
0: Well, Larry, Mac, thank you, buddy, for hopping on here. I try to keep these things kind of short and sweet so people that are driving home or to to and from work or whatever, they can listen to it and not have to sit there for another hour with their kids screaming ready to get out until they're so right. <laughs> entertained by us. But uh, uh, tell everybody where they can check out Respect the Game.
1: Oh, they can uh Sportsman's channel. You can see it on the Sportsman's channel. You can see it about anywhere you can consume outdoor television, all the social media networks, respect the game TV. Uh my personal page, Larry McCoy 15 on Instagram, uh, Larry McCoy on Facebook. If you got questions about anything, uh just shoot me a message. You know, will be more than happy to help how I can.
0: Great. Larry's a great resource, especially on the archery side of the world. But good, great guy, good buddy of mine. Glad to have you on here, Larry. Appreciate your time. And, uh, hey, I'm sure we'll do it again. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thanks Thanks for having me, bud. Thanks, brother.